everyone, and welcome here into episode number 12 of the Take What Serves, Leave the Rest podcast. My name is Brian Pyatt, and I am your host. And as always, I say it at the beginning of every episode, and I mean it. It is just so wonderful to have you here with us and excited to, to spend a little time together. And I have to tell you, I am so, so excited about this episode that we have for you this week. And, and I think to, to kick things off, I, I want to take us back to January of 2020. So this was before the world shut down. This was before the COVID-19 pandemic took hold. And the one and only Oprah Winfrey was out on her Vision 2020 tour. So she was going around to all these different big arenas uh, across the country and and holding these events, helping people get centered and focused and and kind of keyed in on what they want to create in, in the new year. And I attended her stop in St. Paul, Minnesota at the XL Energy Center. Um, I am a huge fan of Oprah. I, I actually think, <laughs> I know it can sound a little bit cliche sometimes, but I, I really do think that a lot of her work has inspired me deeply in, in, in the ways that I am choosing to show up in the world here today. And so I was as you can imagine, very, very, very excited to to see Oprah in person for the very, very first time. And I literally, y'all, y'all, I just sounded very southern there. I'm not sure where that came from, but I, I um, I went to this event by myself. That's how excited I was. I was like searching tickets, leading up to it, trying to find the best price, find the best seats, and uh, and I went by myself, and and it was amazing. And one of the people that, that came on stage during that event, she had a number of different people that were on tour with her and, and part of the program, was this guy who, who came out on stage and he guided everyone in this huge arena, the XL Energy Center, through a, a mass meditation an arena filled with people all getting quiet together and all meditating as one. And, and it was awesome. And that guy is Jesse Israel. And, and that's who I have on the podcast here today. Kind of a cool, like full circle moment. I actually had never heard of Jesse Israel at the time that I was sitting at that event. Um, and, and how cool is this that a couple of years later, I get to sit down and have this one-on-one conversation with him about meditation and, and his journey with mental health. This is really, really cool for me. And I know there's a lot of things from this conversation that I think many of you are going to find really, really helpful. Um, so just a, some quick backstory on, on Jesse. So Jesse is the founder of The Big Quiet. And The Big Quiet is a mass meditation movement. Um, he assembles people in large groups 
at venues and spaces, um, really, really iconic spaces to come together and, and meditate as one and, and get quiet together, which is, which is something that we do not often do. Um, he was part of starting a very, very successful record label back when he was in college. We'll get into more of that here in the episode. And, and he started struggling with his mental health. And he found meditation, which has become a very, very powerful tool for him to to maneuver his his mental health on a on a day to day basis. Uh, we talk about like what is actually happening in our bodies when we are meditating. He has a, a beautiful way of explaining that. Uh, we talk about what in the world it was like to go on tour with Oprah Winfrey. Um, and, and many other things that, that I hope you find useful in this conversation. So, uh, I, I want to also just briefly mention that as, as part of the big quiet, they offer virtual meditation courses where you can actually kind of tune in. It's like a three day course and, and virtually they, they guide you through the basics of how to implement your own meditation practice. And I've gone through the course twice over the last couple of years. And my friends, I'm not just saying this because he's a, a guest on the podcast. His course was an absolute game changer for my meditation practice. And um, I'm so grateful for it. And I am so grateful for him taking the time out of his busy schedule to connect and, and to be on this episode. And so with that, uh, let's do this. My, my conversation with Jesse Israel. Jesse, thank you so much for, for taking the time to, to join the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. So Jesse helped start the record label Cantora Records when he was just 20 years old. He was a, a sophomore at NYU. And the label went on to sign the band MGMT, which was very, very successful. I'm sure some of you have perhaps heard of that band before. And as you can imagine, a, a very, very exciting time to, to be in the midst of all of that, creating a record label, signing a big band. And what also came along with all of that for, for Jesse was he started experiencing symptoms of anxiety, panic attacks, and depression in that period of his life. We were young guys making sense of what it meant to, to, to build a, a music business. And by the time I was 23, I, I had experienced my first bout of burnout. Um, and it was really challenging. The anxiety was, was pretty debilitating for me. And I didn't really have many models or frameworks for how to deal with this stuff. And there weren't many people that I was able to look up to in the biz that um, addressed this or talked about this. It was just kind of like a work as hard as you can, you know, hustle culture mentality. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's what I did. And it just didn't work for me. Um, and it became really clear, you know, I'd get home um, at the end of the day and I would look in the mirror and just be like, man, like I, I don't look well, I don't feel well. 
I wasn't sleeping. I was getting sick all the time. I just felt so disconnected when I was, you know, in social situations. It just didn't feel sustainable. The depression, the anxiety, the panic attacks. What did that stuff feel like to to experience? Yeah, the the, the sensation of a panic attack is 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 really challenging. It feels like the world is coming to an end, and that there's like a deep sense of doom around everything. Um, and I think what's most challenging for me when I've experienced panic attacks is it's really hard to remember that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's really hard to remember that this is just a, a moment that's passing and it's not what life is like forever. Um, so there's a real, there's a real weight and scariness to it. And, you know, the depression and the, uh, the lowness that, that I, I I've experienced, especially in that period, I think a lot of it was the result of burnout. So that looked a lot like things that once felt exciting. I had no interest or desire for, and there was just kind of a, a, a sense of hopelessness around everything. Um, and mm. just kind of a lowness and a grayness. It's like the kind of the, the color sort of taken out of the world that I was experiencing. Um, so what yeah. can be really tough when, when I've had those experiences is it's, it, it appears that everybody's living this colorful life, you know, in full motion. And I'll have the experience of, oh, I'm just going through this by myself. I'm living in a world of color, but I'm gray and I'm falling behind and I'm, you know, slowed down and, um, uh, you know, just, just not feeling enough. And there's a real heaviness to that when that, when that's kicked out. And, and incredible, right? Cause I, I would imagine from the outside looking in, it appeared like you had it all to together. And, and it sounds like a very different situation internally for yeah. you at that time. Yeah. And that's part of, that was part of what was confusing about it. Cause on the outside, it really looked like, you know, young guy creating success with this cool, you know, kind of sexy business. It was concerts, it was parties, it was late nights. It was a lot of travel. Um, and then also just, you know, try, trying to make sense of the business. Um, yeah. And I think for a lot of people, that's just, that, that sounds like the dream, you know, like you come out, you get out of school. You get to go to shows and sign bands. I mean, in many ways, it was incredible, and that's part of what what can be ch what can feel challenging when I share my story. Sometimes is to be like, "Oh man, poor you," you know, you, you like young guy like building a record label, signed a really successful band. Like, it can feel unrelatable. Um, but I think why it's important to you know acknowledge that is because we can have very different experiences in our lives. People's lives can look very different. People can have perceived success in the various ways that people define success. And we can still all be experiencing and feeling the same stuff internally. Was there a point, Desi, where, where you knew that things kind of needed to change or where you really had to start making some shifts in your life? Yeah. Yeah. Once I, once I was starting to get hit with the panic attacks and just realizing how unwell I was and how un un unwell I felt, <clears throat> I realized that um, it just wasn't sustainable. And it didn't feel like it was something that I could talk about, especially in the music biz. Um, at that time, there weren't many conversations around mental health. So it really felt like it was uh, an internal journey. I think a lot of it too, for me was as a man, I didn't really feel like I could talk about this stuff. So mm -hmm. I, my dad 
who I have a very close relationship with, who's an incredible man. Um, I was able to chat with him about it a little bit. And he suggested that I check out meditation. So I leaned into it and found it to, it brought me a ton of relief. And I clicked with something that I felt like I had been kind of waiting for and looking for, you know, this permission to slow down and to not feel shitty about it or to not feel lazy and space to just really heal my body, like intentionally heal my body um, and my brain. Jesse says he was really drawn to Vedic meditation and, and studied under a guy named Light Watkins. A Vedic meditation is a type of meditation that is all centered around silently repeating a mantra in your mind and, and allowing that to be the central anchor and, and central focus of the practice. Uh, maybe you've heard of transcendental meditation, which is, is a pretty popular form of meditation out there. Uh, that is, is also under the umbrella of Vedic meditation. So as Jesse began feeling the effects and, and the impact of meditation within himself, he started sharing the practice with those around him. Being able to spread it to the people that I loved uh, uh, was really cool because then I got to start to practice with my friends and my and my colleagues, and then I'd be at music festivals, you know, backstage while you know there's tons of music blasting and drum people running around, and. I'd be with my peers in the music biz, just in total, in total silence practicing. It was really great to go on that journey with other people. And that's when I started to get the sense of the power and it not just being a solo only journey. And it started to, to turn into um, a community journey. Jesse launched what is called Medi Club in New York City. And that was gathering people to come together and meditate. In, in a group experience. Now, he eventually left his role with the record label that he helped start and has gone on to form The Big Quiet. And as we've already mentioned in this episode, The Big Quiet is a movement that gathers thousands of people at a time for mass meditations at some very, very iconic places around the world. Um, they have meditated at places like Madison Square Garden and the top of the World Trade Center. And the idea is to gather people so we can come together and experience that deeper sense of connection with ourselves and with each other and mm -hmm. to participate and share in a community experience of quiet, of music, of celebration. And the idea is for people to come together um, and feel that sense of being human, so by the time that they leave, they feel better than how they felt before they showed up. So Jesse, meditation, I know it can be described a number of different ways, but how, how do you describe to people kind of like what's happening in our bodies and our minds when we are meditating? Yeah, so so meditation is the, the systematic process of removing stress and fatigue from our body, from, from our, our nervous system. Um, and when we're practicing meditation, essentially what's happening is our body is turning off the fight or flight response. 
which is that stress response that we experience, especially living in 2021 today. It's that sort of survival mode that we're all in. It's this response in our body that's designed to keep us safe. It's designed to turn on when there's a threat to our survival. And living in the modern day and age that we live in today, most things feel like a threat to our survival, although they're not actually life-threatening. The average person experiences about 25 fight or flight response, uh, 25 fight or flight triggers in a given day. It takes the body's metabolism about 90 minutes to reset um, after experiencing a fight or flight trigger. So if you do the math on that, most of us are in a constant state of fight or flight in survival mode when the body's not actually in a life-threatening situation. So when we practice meditation, we close our eyes and we begin to practice, um, that fight or flight response gets turned off. And that's what, what can provide that relief that we can experience from our practice. Fight or flight response turns off and something called the parasympathetic nervous system turns on, which is our relaxation response or known as the rest and digest response. And this is when our uh, body's nervous system starts to balance out. And when we have a, a handful of physiological changes that put us into a relaxed state and a handful of things actually occur that look very different than that stress state that we're usually in. Um, starting with serotonin and dopamine that starts to pump through our blood, uh, the, the, the feel-good hormones. Um, we find that our digestive systems and our reproductive systems start to operate more fluidly. We, uh, our immune system strengthens, we start to sleep better at night. Our brain actually thickens and grows in certain ways. Um, we become more creative and clear decision makers. The way that I like to think it is giving ourselves that space for meditation, giving ourselves that space for that rest and for that moment to let the body operate more optimally um, mm -hmm. allows us to live and allows the body to operate in a way that it's really designed to operate. In. It's like giving our, our bodies the permission to, to, to really live into their potential and, and do what they yeah. do and meet the demands of the world that we're in because we experience a lot of demands right now and a lot of them we're not aware of um, so a practice a meditation practice i believe gives us more of a toolkit for how we can meet the demands of the world that we live in today and ultimately help us enjoy life in a time where life can just feel overwhelming So you went on tour with, with Oprah. How cool is that? It was unreal. It really was. It was, and it was so fun and felt so awesome to be able to bring this work to so many people and to feel like it really resonated. Um, it was pretty, it was pretty special. Can you take me back to the moment when you found out that like Oprah wants you to come on tour with her? What, like what on earth did that look like? <laughs> yeah, it was cool. I, we toured the big quiet in 2019 to 10 cities throughout the U S and when we stopped in Chicago, um, uh, we invited Oprah's team to come check it out and they came and they really liked um, it. They, they got a lot out of the experience. So, uh, initially, they invited me to to just talk and, and guide a short meditation for the first tour stop 
of Oprah's tour and that was going to be it. Um, and we were able to <clears throat> kind of make it a little bit larger of an experience. And Jackie Cantwell from the big quiet came and joined and I did a talk. Jackie and I did this meditation. She played sound bowls. And then Oprah and I did a conversation, had a conversation on stage in front of this sold out arena in Fort Lauderdale, talking about a lot of the stuff that you and I are talking about. And, mm -hmm. and then, um, and that was the launch event for the tour. And we were kind of meant to say goodbye there. Um, but Oprah and her team felt like the mass meditation experience created a special moment in the sort of arc of the show. Mm -hmm. And Oprah's a big meditator. Her her team really believes in the power of, of meditation. And there was something about the meditation in the arena, especially with that many people that I think was really, just really effective. Yeah. So a couple of days after that first tour stop, um, one of Oprah's producers called me and asked if I would be open to coming on the rest of the tour for, you know, for the next 10 weeks to continue to offer this experience. Wow. And it was pretty incredible. Um, to catch that invite, to feel and hear that Oprah and her team got value out of the big quiet and the meditation that Jackie and I did. And um, yeah. it was really pretty thrilling. And it was cool. And it, it was it was wild timing because this was the first, these were the first two months of 2020. And the last tour stop was March 7th. And it was within the week of the last tour stop that the pandemic lockdown occurred. So it was really interesting and challenging to go from having these experiences with so many people to, you know, then feeling so disconnected from people and to be yeah. more with Oprah to then living, you know, with my parents for four months. <laughs> it was really yeah. was a lot of contrast. Yeah. Polar. Yeah. Polar, Ooh. polar opposites there. I, I would imagine I would venture to guess and correct me if I'm wrong, standing on stage on tour with Oprah had to feel like some sense of validation or just kind of like a, a little nudge from the universe that you're, you're doing what you're meant to be doing. <laughs> That's spot on. When I left my labels, yeah. you know, seven plus years ago, probably longer at this point. Um, and didn't know what I wanted to do next, but started to give myself to this work. Um, and then eventually started to find some momentum with this work. And as I've continued to give myself to it over the past several years, I've had many moments where I've doubted myself, questioned if this was the right path, a lot of comparison around my peers who do very different things. And, um, this the Oprah tour was one of those moments where, it, like you said, it, it was, you know, it was something greater saying you're on the right path. You're meant to be doing this. Here's a reward. <laughs> um, and also, here's an opportunity for you to just impact more people and, you know, s spread this work more. And um, it felt really good to have to, you know, to have that moment to be like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Because it was around our five year anniversary. Um, when we were when we did the tour so it was just really kind of cool timing we talked about depression we talked about anxiety early on in your in your story you've been through so much since do those things still come up for you oh yeah yeah you know as, as much as i'd love to say meditation and being in community would just fully solve 
anxiety and depression, it's not the reality. You know, med meditation is not a silver bullet. Um, but what I've learned and gained from my practice is that I've been able to greatly reduce the impact of stress and depression, take the edge off of it in a meaningful way, but probably most importantly, gain a perspective that when I'm experiencing anxiety or depression, that I'm, I'm able to witness it more, see it more instead of just hyper identifying with it, freaking out about it, trying to push it away or fix it or control it. I think my practice has allowed me to be more mindful of the experience of moving through mental health challenges. I think in many ways, it's just being a human in 2021 <laughs> and have been able to become more accepting and almost loving of anxiety and depression when it comes up. And when I'm able to do that, right, I'm feeling anxious, noticing it in my body, remembering and reminding myself that it will pass, doing the things that I need to do to take care of myself along the way, rest, and to be easy with myself. That when I take that approach of non-resistance and, and almost acceptance and love for whatever is happening internally, that thing tends to lose its grip and start to melt away. And I think that meditation has helped me gain that perspective and has helped me click into that. And it, it's not always that beautiful. Um, you know, this stuff can feel really challenging, especially this year. I had a lot more challenge around this stuff this year. Um, yeah. But meditation has really helped me move through this stuff. It, it, it's not the cure for it. There's there, that's a much bigger conversation around what triggers this stuff but it's definitely helped me move through it in a very meaningful way, continues to. What, what an honor to, to get to chat with Jesse. And I wanna, of course, thank him once again for, for taking the time out of his schedule to connect. Um, I, I mentioned that part of the big quiet is their virtual meditation courses that they offer. And in the past, they've been three-day meditation courses online where they will guide you through their meditation technique and help you actually implement it into your daily routine. I've gone through it twice. It is a wonderful, wonderful experience if you are intrigued, interested, and, and wanting to explore meditation. Um, they do not have any virtual courses scheduled as of right now coming up, but uh, their team tells me that best way to stay in touch and, and be notified of upcoming courses and events with The Big Quiet is to sign up for their email list, and you can do that at thebigquiet.com. I, I highly recommend you doing that. So many takeaways from this conversation, I know for me, I, I love what Jesse said about how no matter what our experience is, um, our lives all can look very, very differently from the outside looking in, and yet we can all be feeling the same thing on the inside. So whether you are the head of a record label, um, whether you're a student, whether you're like wherever you are in life, 
struggle and, and experiences with um, mental health, all of those things can still feel really, really intense inside. And, and I think that is such an important reminder that uh, we never really know what people are going through, right? And, and maybe an, inv an invitation to be really gentle um, with ourselves and also with those that we come in contact with. Um, I also really, really appreciated that, uh, that Jesse was very open about the fact that, yes, things like depression and anxiety still surface for him uh, despite being so ingrained in, in this community of meditation and, and helping other people along, along their path, along their journey. And, um, and that, you know, that, that's been kind of my experience with meditation is that it is a, a beautiful, beautiful tool to help me show up for my life and, and, and ride the waves of life in a little bit more, um, of a, a fluid manner and then can kind of ride those waves with a little bit more ease. And yet things still come up. You know, we, we, I hear all the time with meditation that people will say, I cannot meditate because I can't get my mind to shut off and I can't get the thoughts to, to go away. And yet that's not really the intention behind meditation. You know, it's, our minds are gonna do what they wanna do. And uh, it, it's a beautiful practice of just being able to observe those things when they come up as opposed to getting really attached um, to them. So thanks for being here, my friends. As always, uh, take what serves you from this conversation and, and leave the rest. I look forward to connecting with you all again soon. And uh, in the meantime, be, uh, be gentle with yourself out there. We'll talk soon. <laughs>